0: You are listening to Guide to Working at Home dot com podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Guide to Working at Home Podcast. This is Rita, your host. We have a great show for you today. This is episode number 7. Today we'll look at the different ways to protect yourself as you look for flexible job options. The unfortunate truth is that when you look for a remote opportunity, work at home, telecommute opportunity, it's important to keep your guards up. And doing so you can prevent yourself from being subject to a scam. Although there are thousands of companies that recognize the value of having staff that can work remotely, work from home, or telecommute, there seems to be some people who out there who like to prey on online job searchers. There are two reasons why job seekers tend to be high risk for some type of scam. First, job seekers are accustomed to giving out personal information on the job application, right? So they may not realize when the line is crossed what seems to be a normal protocol or a legal question or an illegal question in a job search process, or if they suspect that a question is illegal, they may may not feel at ease with protesting um, for the fear of losing that job opportunity if it is legit, right? Second, somebody looking for a job, uh, they might be you know, on the verge of losing their house or um, losing their car or, you know, in a situation where they need to feed their family. So uh, people will try to prey on that and they might put themselves in a position to accept an opportunity that is literally too good to be true, right? With the recent rise in unemployment Um, And even yet under employment These problems have increased And scammers try to capitalize on people's urgent need for employment Which is sad And that's the reason why I'm doing this podcast today To make sure that you don't become one of those victims So I want you definitely to stay tuned here We're going to talk about different ways to make sure that you are not a victim of this The most important ways that people can protect themselves from becoming a victim of a scam is realizing that there are some uh, risks that do come with applying for a job online. And what should you be looking for when you are applying for those jobs online? And understand those risks and understand when something may not be right. It's worth protecting yourself because becoming a victim of one of these scams could lead to all types of problems, including losing time and money, but also get involved in illegal activities or even having your identity stolen or ruining your credit history or rating. So let's talk about some of those Uh, red flags that you should be cautious of when you're applying for a job opportunity online. So first ask yourself, is a company hiring, is their name listed on the job application or the listing or the online um, site that you're applying for? If so, research the company, right? Let's look at the company's website. Do they have an address? Do they have a phone number? Look for feedback on that company, positive and negative. I like to look at the Better Business Bureau. I like to look at um, Rip Off reports, scam busters, and other sites that, um, that you know of that maybe I haven't heard of yet. But if you know of other sites that you can research companies, you need to definitely use those as resources. And then also, I like to look at social media. What are people saying on social media about this company? Like, I like to go to Twitter. Twitter is the place that if people have a complaint, they're tweeting it, right? So I like to look at Twitter. I like to see what customers are saying about given companies. Because what a customer says about a company or consumer or or whatnot, it can tell you a lot about a business. I like to look at Facebook, too, because people are very vocal about um, any. Negative or even positive feedback for a business. And then I like to look at what employees have to say about their businesses. And so I like to look at LinkedIn. You can get a sense of who's working for a company. Um, you can see how serious they are. And if it's a legit company, especially if it's been around for a while um, and has you know, really good talent at that company, they're going to have a presence on LinkedIn somehow, some way. So those are the things that I like to do. If you don't see a company's name listed on the online listing, I would move on. I know that this is... um, some people like to apply anyway because, you know, there's some companies that don't want to reveal their identity. Maybe they're getting too many job applications and whatnot. Or maybe they have somebody that's currently working there and they're trying to find a replacement before they let them go. I mean, those are, that does happen. But for me, i rather protect my identity and say, okay, well, if, if I can't research you, I don't want to give you my information. I mean, I think that's pretty legit reason, right? If I can't find out. I'm more about your culture, then how can I write a cover letter or tailor my resume to be more effective for you? So I need to know these things. I need to know what type of company it is. I need to know what industry it's in. Um, I need to know about, you know, people that's working there, things of that nature to make my resume and my job application pop or, you know, basically become an individual in, in comparison to other people that I might be applying for the same situation. So that's my take on um, companies that decide to list their company in the listing or not. Number two, do you need to pay to get the job? And I'm talking about a job, I'm not talking about a business opportunity. If you're applying for a business opportunity, sometimes you do need to pay for a kit. If you're applying for, let's say, Avon I think that they have Some type of fee right Uh, If you are Mary Kay Unique or um, Those are mainly the makeup ones But there's other ones out there too That you Need to buy a kit in order to Work the business I'm not talking about Business opportunity I'm talking about a job You should never have to pay for an Opportunity to interview for a job Okay so keep That in mind Now If you're applying for call center customer service type positions, oftentimes they will ask you to pay for your background check. So this is what I'm talking about when when it's important for you to research an industry and find out what the normal things are and what are not so normal. So if, if you are applying for a customer service position, sometimes you will be asked to pay for your own background check. That is kind of normal in this industry in that particular industry. So keep that in mind. So you need to know what's normal and what's not normal. And and this comes with research and this comes with talking to people who's already working in that industry and finding out those things. We post some of the job opportunities for call centers and things of that nature. So I do see the commonality of paying for your own background check. So this is why I know this information. Another thing about um, call centers is sometimes you do have to pay a certification fee. Okay, so that's not that's normal for that industry. So you got to know the difference. Now, if someone's telling you to be a marketing coordinator at a position and they want you to pay some type of upfront fee, now that's not normal. <laughs> so you got to keep you got to keep that in mind. You need to know what's normal for the industry that you're applying for. And then you have to keep in mind too that some companies will require for you to have the basic equipment to you need for the job. So you maybe a company will require that you have your own computer and phone, if especially if you're a freelancer or independent contractor. Oh yeah, so that's normal. And there are some companies that will pay for, um, pay for your computer and your phone, or send you send you the equipment, or give you some type of allowance. So keep that in mind as well. But if you, if you this is a common scam too. If you're required to pay for items such as assembly, craft items, photocopies, um, that is different <laughs> if it's a, a job. But if it's a, a business opportunity, that could be legit for sure. Number three, does the job listing sound too good to be true? This is a big one. Um, you know, there's. I saw a, a scam uh, out there in the past that said that it was, you could basically make a few thousand dollars just in a few hours of work. Really? <laughs> if that was the case, we would all be doing that. Come on. There's just no way that you're going to get paid thousands of dollars for two hours or three hours of work. Just keep that in mind, too. And especially if it's something... As minimum as stuff in the envelopes. Not gonna happen. So you just have to, we have to put on our common sense hat and say, does this make sense? Right? Research, talk to people. This is why um, in the previous podcast, I said how important it is to join groups where people who are working from home. And some people who have been doing this. I've been working from home since 2011, right? So I've been doing it for a while. So I've seen a lot of the different types of job opportunities and also the different types of scams out there. So if you join a group with, let's say, me in it, and you ask the question, I happen to sing and like, oh, no, that doesn't sound legit, then you can get some verification, too. So um, it's important to be able to, to network with people who are doing what you want to do. So continuing on with um, listings that are too good to be true. So uh, when you look at these job postings, you have to say, okay, is this a reasonable amount of payment or salary that I should expect um, when doing this particular job? If you're saying, oh, that's, that's really high for this type of work, then you, you probably should research it more to find out if it's legit or not. And you know, there's an, another type of opportunity you have to be aware of too. Like, for example, if it's a high-level position, right, and, you look and you're looking at the details and say, "Oh, this probably takes a person with some, a certain type of skill set," but they're telling you that you don't need any skill, education, any type of skills for this job, education or prior experience, then you should be um, on. You should probably research that job opportunity a little bit more before submitting your information, unless it's an entry-level position. Most um, employers will say that they want some type of skills education prior to the job opportunity and even probably some work at home type of experience too, just because um, it is a different environment and not everybody can work independently without being surrounded by colleagues and our manager to train and mentor. So it it takes a special type of person to be able to work from home who who can do it independently. The next thing you should look out for is if the if the company asks for your social security number, your driver's license number, credit card or bank information right away, um, or even at all. I, I I don't imagine that you would need to give your credit card or bank information to an employer. Uh, maybe bank uh, information if you're doing if you already have a job opportunity and you're doing direct deposit, credit card number I. I wouldn't foresee that anybody would need that. Social Security, if you already have the job and you have research and you know the company's legit and you're doing your, your um, your I nine for that, um, and the driver's license number. They t- typically don't ask for a driver's license number if you're doing I nine. If you've been offered the job, they typically ask for i9 information and then there's different things on the form that you can submit to prove who you are so the, the language of these posts is really important too because that will, will show you like if, if it's legit or not uh, typically on application they're not going to say provide these things right away um Typically, you go through the process, and once you get the job, you might be asked for your social, um, for a background check or um, your I-9 information, which could be your social, your ID, or passport to make sure that you're, you, can legitimately, you can work in the U.S. or whatever country you may be, for, may be from. I really know about um, the job search process in the United States, So if you're from Canada, you may want to research this a little bit more. But in the United States, it it would be I-9 information. And you wouldn't be asked this until you actually have the job opportunity. It, It wouldn't be like an initial question. So you need to know like what type of process normally happens, right, to make sure it's legit. So never provide any of this information that I just listed to get an interview before you have a job. You need to have researched the company, have interviewed the company to make sure you really are interested in a job opportunity. And never send this information to anybody through an IM email or unsecured form on the website. And then um, the five is just... If you research and you've been listening to me, or are you have been researching in different types of uh, work-at-home scams or online jobs or scams, uh, definitely compare what you're experiencing and what you're reading to what has happened before. So um, I'm just going to talk about a few, and I've already talked about a few, but. You just want to I just want to make sure that I provide you guys with as much information as possible If the title is just work at home Normally a job title will be listed so it would be the actual job like you would have on a business card So uh, customer service rep marketing coordinator <laughs> If it just says work at home be be on the lookout for that okay Um, If it doesn't really give you much of a job description, it leaves you confused, it doesn't provide you with enough details to understand what the job entails. If that's the case, how can you really apply for it? How can you tailor your resume or create a uh, cover letter for that type of job? It talks about some type of wire transfer that requires you to deposit some type of money in your account or keep a portion and write a check or transfer the rest to other accounts. That's a huge one. Don't do it. Stuffing envelopes, uh, real jobs, stuffing envelopes by hand. More than likely, that's a scam. How, how are you going to do that from home? You know, just just keep in mind that's a common one. I've seen that a lot. Data entry. Um, you need to pay for information about the job training. Get a, a data entry job. Probably a scam. Assembly work—you need to purchase provide uh, purchase some type of supplies to make crafts. That's another scam that has been around before. Shipping manager—you receive all these packages and you need to repack and ship them to other people, usually under overseas. That's another scam. Some type of rebate processor—you'll basically apply and train for this job, and you'll—they'll uh, accept anybody who applies, basically. And they'll start charging you and whatnot. Just keep in mind that that's a scam. <laughs> it's really not that hard to really see these scams um, or understand if they're scams. If you really pay attention to how they handle the process and whatnot. And When they, st- they start giving you red flags right away, you just have to realize what is normal and what's not normal. And unfortunately, a lot of scammers try to prey on job seekers, especially um, people who are looking for remote work, flexible work and work at home opportunities. Um, I encourage you to always exercise your caution um, online and be cautious online while you're looking for work at home job opportunities. Be really careful and Make sure you use common sense, persistence to Just to make sure that you're not one of those people Who have their information taken from them And, and, and fall for one of these scams If you um, have experienced any type of uh, One of these type of scams that I did not list I list a few and I, I know there's more But I wanted to keep this podcast a little bit shorter um, you can feel free to go to um, guide to working at home podcast, uh, the link in the in the description and you can let us know um, and then we'll evaluate it and we'll definitely update it with a list of potential scams so that everyone is aware. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll hope that you have a great day and hope you tune into the next one.